just so excited about. We're going to have the brand new CEO of the new Peter Pan. His name is Roger May. He's on the line with us right now. The sale just came through here on the new year, I think the first day of the new year. And we're excited to have Mr. May on the phone with us to talk about the direction he sees Peter Pan going in and just the effects of the region. But really quickly, uh, Mr. May, do you hear me okay over there? I can hear you crystal clear. Perfect. Okay. Just want to make sure that we got that all set up and good to go. Well, Mr. May, thank you so much for making the time. I know you're busy. You are a, a man of many hats. You have already some fish companies already going, as well as a multimedia company. So you have a lot going on, but now you're piling on Peter Pan. So just I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself with the region. I'm Roger May, and we're so excited about this new opportunity with Peter Pan. This is been long overdue and you know, we've been very active in Alaska for the past 30 years uh, with Peter Pan and bringing it back from Japan things are going to change uh, we're going to listen we're going to be able to do lots more value added bring lots more product in and uh, be very appreciative of what we've got in the fleet that's there yeah, so that's a, I think one of the first stories right there is just that for a long time, and everyone knows this, that um, Peter Pan Seafoods, while a, you know an American company in a lot of senses, was actually held by a Japanese holding company. But now with you being the co-owner and then I think the McKinley Venture Capital Group being the other co-owner, they're based out of Anchorage, you're in Seattle. This pretty much brings it back to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, no, I mean, again, a hell of a story. And, you know, not many companies make it back from overseas in Japan. Uh, I believe this is likely the first uh, in the seafood sector. And be able to do domestic work with ASME, do more value-added, bring more jobs instead of exporting jobs. We're so excited about what this means for our style of business, which has definitely been a value-added domestic side versus a commodity export side. So lots of good news there for bringing jobs back and leaving more revenues in Alaska. And with McKinley as a partner, uh, we couldn't be blessed with a better partner there. Uh, Alaska-based, Alaskan investment firm combined with RRG, um, which is Renewable Resource Group. And that's all about sustainability. So you combine the, the three groups talents and they they match up beautifully for something that's going to be around for years to come and keep the peter pan legacy going so you're, it's exciting. You're throwing around a lot of terms. So you're talking about value added. So I know that for a lot of people, they do understand the fishing industry quite well in this area. But a lot of the product here, like Pollock or Cod, are just bulk caught. And then they send the product over to, say, China or Japan or somewhere else where they then reprocess it. But what you've done through Northwest Fisheries, I think the company's name is, is you have taken a model that other places like Trident, where you, you take the product, the fish product, and then do something like beer batter it, and you sell it to Costco that way. Or you do something where you, you process it with a value added. So it's not just a raw fish product, but a fish product prepared in a way that maybe makes it more appetizing to the consumer. And so if I understand correctly, you hope to bring more of that into Peter Pan Seafoods? 
Yeah, and one other way to look at it, so just value added, is labor added. Um, jobs, dollars, taxes, um, much more of that will be left in Alaska versus exported overseas where they would take you know, cod, for example, and ship it off to China or Vietnam, and the labor and the dollars would sit there for where they took an H&G or headed and gutted product, for example, and turned it into a skinless, boneless portion. And you know, our goal is to do as much of that as possible back in America. So what would that mean for our region? I think that's the big overarching question. We have the big processing facility in King Cove. We have the home office here in Sandpoint, as, which is kind of a, a branch off of the Sandpoint or the King Cove office, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have, of course, Port Allsworth and all the other things. But how do you see this impacting um, our region? Do you think that Sandpoint and King Cove will continue to function in a similar way? Or what do you see as the immediate difference? Well, for the Peter Pan facilities, the immediate difference will be far more hours and jobs in the, in the plants. Um, i.e. for, you know, every million pounds that would hit the, the Peter Pan facilities, whether it's King Cove or Port Muller or Bellingham Valdez, uh, you know, before it was minimum labor that would be put into those pounds. So not only do we plan on bringing more pounds into those facilities, we plan on putting more labor into all of those pounds, you know, by putting them into a further down the chain as far as a value-added portion, skinless, boneless fillet, um, and getting things out without exporting those jobs outside the country. And that's exciting news. So this would require maybe a bit of capital investment into your processors here in King Cove. Would that mean expanding facilities in King Cove in order to facilitate some of those operations? Yeah, it will be you know, bringing in more equipment to, to do more to that product, uh, bringing in more bodies uh, to be able to you know, help go through the extra products that we're going to be able to do there. Um, I'm totally excited about, you know, being able to, to do more with the fleet, um, to assure the fleet that, you know, we're not going to be perfect, but we're surely going to listen and we're going to figure out how to, to get them to be able to bring in more product. Uh, our goal is to not limit. I mean, we, we can't, effectively say that'll never happen because we all know in this fishing industry, but we can say that that's on the top of our mind is figuring out every way possible that we can take on anything that comes into us. We have the ability to move fish around between the different facilities um, by bringing on John Hickman and working with Mike Simpson, you know, the, the dynamics of the two of them putting their heads together with a new way of thinking will be great for the fleet. Um, we we pledged to listen. We want to hear from the fleet. We want to know what we can be doing better um, and looking forward to it. So you're coming into a region that's really 
I'm not going to use the word overbuilt, but we just recently had Silver Bay Seafoods come in and build out facilities. Trident um, expanded into False Pass, so False Pass blew up quite a bit. And then now Peter Pan coming in and uh, the press releases that you've used, and I see the mindset that you portray is a growth mindset. And this has been said over and over that you'd like to see Peter Pan grow and have a growth mindset. So it, it's going to bring a lot of, you know, you have all three of these different players coming in here. Everyone's hungry and going for growth. Um, I think one thing that we've seen consistently is that the price at the dock for the fishermen usually seems to be pretty well in step with everyone. And do you feel that there's a room for growth in price for the fishermen? Because having more jobs, more taxes, more products are all great things. But for a lot of the people here, it's about how much am I getting paid when I deliver my fish? And do you think a change in Peter Pan will affect how much the fishermen get per pound? Well, first, I mean, I got to be really careful. I, I don't overpromise and underdeliver. We, we like to come from the opposite school. But first and foremost, by Peter Pan not going away, um, is some of the best news for the you know the fleet. Um, keeping these plants open and going, and keeping you know good competition going. By keeping good competition going and bringing jobs back. Uh, bringing in halibut, um, which hasn't been coming in, bringing in black cod, um, ramping up what we can do in peacod, trying to open up a little bit sooner and stay there a little bit later. All those things will be hopefully extra dollars in the fishermen's pockets. Um, the better we do our jobs in promoting and working hand-in-hand with ASME, you know, eventually that will also bode well for the fishermen and put more dollars in their pockets. But again, it's working as a team. We need the fishermen. We need the raw material. They need us to be there to receive that raw material and treat them in a wonderful manner, listen to them and what their needs and demands are. Uh, and when all those things happen, generally prices go up. Um, you know, we got to pray that fish show up. we got to pray, you know, that's, you know, we understand and can execute on everything we're thinking, and it's going to be bumpy. Uh, we're going to see some turbulence, but uh, we, we're throwing the resources at it, and I'm going to say this numerous times, is we're going to listen. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And with Hickman and Simpson, they're going to be great listeners, and they're going to figure out how how we do this and find that perfect balance of keeping these plants plugged, busy with the, the help and support of the fleet. So just to get your thoughts on this, you know, we're still face facing the middle of this pandemic. I know there's, you know, a lot of hope on the horizon with vaccines starting to roll out, but to say that we're out of the woods is obviously a far cry from where we're at. How do you do you feel, you know, taking on this company and its assets, it's a large entity, and we're in such a turbulent time, as you said, what do you see as your biggest challenges and opportunities coming into the 2021 season with COVID still here? I mean, it's an adapter parish moment. We have to be nimble. We have to be able to adapt. And I can tell you right now, we're going to be very good at that. Um, and COVID, you know, if it's anything like my life, I mean, it's turned it upside down with, you know, family members you know, coming down to it, people's lives changing how they do things. Uh, 
one of my goals is to put as much stability and normality back into this for everybody. Um, you know, COVID's here. And hopefully with vaccines and everything going on, safety is, is paramount for us. We're going to do everything we can to stay ahead of that and keep the wonderful track record that Peter Payne has had on safety. Um, and you know, just learn it. Uh, but our goal to answer your question is to be able to, to somehow adapt this thing where the pandemic is not that big of an issue. It's going to be very costly for us to do that. Um, with quarantines and everything that we're doing behind the scenes uh, is being done right now. And we'll continue to do so, continue, you know, to improve our, our whatever we need to do on the safety side while at the same time trying not to sacrifice any of the services and things we can supply to the fleet. So, um, you know, with the two different aspects to, well, there's so many different aspects to it, but when it comes to salmon, you have what happens in Port Moeller, and then you have here the Seine and the Setnet fleet on the South Peninsula. And I know that up on the north side, you talk about limits, and that's something that's been obviously a, a large issue on the north side is fishermen being put onto limits and then having issues moving product. And here on the south side, we see a lot of people, you know, looking to, you know, the two different aspects of Sandpoint and Peter Pan in King Cove. And do you see Sandpoint as still a big part of your operations for Peter Pan in the region? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be more of a John Hickman and, and Mike Simpson, but, you know, I do want to throw a shout-out to the, the fleet that's been there um, and assure them how much we appreciate what they've done and been there and I know we can improve upon just about everything that we're doing. And that's going to start off by listening. Um, but uh, you know, we got to, you know, my knowledge and direct knowledge, you know, this is, you know, we're one week into this and putting the right people in the right places, uh, opening up the right dialogue to make sure that we can try to meet everybody's needs as well as humanly possible. Um, and, again, that will go from possibly ramping up more equipment to moving fish around from King Cove to Port Moeller. Uh, we're going to be very good at doing things like that to maximize everything we can do for that fleet. And you know, we're going to be very loyal to the fleet that's been there. Uh, you know, none of this would be possible without uh, everybody working together and making sure they, they're well taken care of. So you've been at it for a week. How's that first week been? How is it? Are you guys have any hiccups? How is it moving forward? Are you guys feeling good about the flow so far? I know that you just opened things up over in King Cove. Have you already landed some fish and everything? Oh, yeah. Nope. It's, it's, uh, it's been a rock and rolling week, uh, kind of everything we've talked about, talking to fleet, learning the fleet, dealing with COVID, moving people around, quarantines, I mean you couldn't have asked for a more challenging, difficult uh, first week. But uh, all that being said, it has gone remarkably smooth. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything more than how the, the staff has rallied together and embraced change and embraced on what uh, we're trying to accomplish. And 
You know, Maruha has been wonderful through this process, and we plan on doing quite a bit with them in the future. And you know, we just we're going to extend our handouts to you know Westward and Alaska and Maruha going forward, and anything we can do to be good neighbors to uh, you know what is our, our our competition up there. We're we're going to bring a different era to this, and we've been doing it for. You know, 35 years plus, and one thing we've done a very good job is, is you know, keeping an open mind and working with, uh, you know, all the players, and that's kind of a rarity up there. So hopefully we can bring a little bit more of that uh, into play, but uh, I just want to also tip my hat to, to Muha and their whole team. Uh, you couldn't imagine what a difficult process this has been um, you know, all through COVID and dealing with, you know, a foreign entity and just, you know, difference in interpretations and, and cultures uh, to be able to put together a deal this big uh, through COVID was a miracle in itself. But uh, they've been wonderful, wonderful to work with and uh, very supportive on bringing us back to the States and Alaska. Well, I appreciate you coming on the air, sharing what you can, and talking about just a little bit of the preliminary stuff. I, I think it is great that, you know, just as you said right out the gate, that Peter Pan's sticking around, that it's not going away, that there is still going to be some opportunity for competition. But it's still early on yet, and it'd be great to talk to some of the people behind the scenes. As you said, you mentioned uh, Mike Simpson and another gentleman. It'd be great to have them on the air to talk about the vision for Peter Pan as it begins to roll out. But thanks coming for coming on right now. Is there any final things that you'd like to say to the people here before we take off? Nope. I mean, other than the fact that uh, you know, we want to bring a winning team uh, into the region, and we're, we're going to count on them to give us as much support, and you guys can count on us to listen and adapt as needed. I'd love to have a follow-through on this in another 30 days to see how we're doing and uh, take some shots and see how we can do better. And we'll definitely hook up uh, Mike Simpson and uh, John Hickman in, in, in between times and see what you guys can do with that. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Mr. May, for coming on. We're always here to get the word across as ever you need. So thank you so much for utilizing the resource and reaching out. And best of luck as you go forward. And we'll talk to you soon. As you said, like, no, great check-in 30 days out or just a couple months from now. It'd be great to get you back on the air. Thanks for your time. And I hope uh, we wish you the best of luck going forward. Appreciate it. Look forward to our next chat. All right. Have a great day, sir. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, that was Roger May. He is the new co-owner of Peter Pan Seafoods, the new Peter Pan Seafoods. Uh, all the facilities have been picked up, and they are going to be operating. They're open right now over in King Cove. I think that was the very first new Peter Pan facility to open up for Pacific Cod and, and any amount of Pollock being harvested right now. So things are underway. Hopefully it's going well. If you've got questions for the next go-around, please reach out if you're a fisherman in Peter Pan, you got something that you'd like to get on the air. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So make sure to reach out.